0: What's going on, guys? My name is Connor, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Podcast. And today we are going to be reviewing WWE Bad Blood 2003 as part of our Throwback Thursday Reviews series here on the Connor Knows Wrestling Podcast. And this is episode three of Throwback Thursday Reviews. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let's get into it.
1: What's happening, wrestling fans? This is Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And we drop a podcast every Wednesday, and you can catch us on Saturdays on Brainbuster Radio. And right now, you're listening to Connor Knows Wrestling Podcasts.
0: What's going on, guys, and welcome back to episode three of Throwback Thursday Reviews. My name is Connor.
1: My name is Austin.
0: And today we will be reviewing WWE uh, Bad Blood 2003. This is our first WWE uh, review for Throwback Thursday Reviews. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this uh, review. Uh, this is the first brand exclusive pay per view, and it is for the Raw brand. The introductory promo package shows the main feuds of Triple H Kevin Nash, Jericho Goldberg, and Austin Bischoff, the last of, of whom don't obviously have a match. And we are live from Houston, Texas. Our first match is the Dudley Boys versus Chris now- Nowinski and, and Rowdy Mac with Theodore Long. Uh, before the match, we see a segment where Devon Dudley is confronted by Theodore Long's table. Chris Nowinski asks him why his, white, why his white brother is always asking him to get the tables. Nowinski is wearing a black face mask after apparently having reconstructive surgery on his nose. Uh, the Dudley boys take an early advantage in this match. The Dudley stack up Mac Nowinski and Bubba Hits are running. Avalanche then throw both men out of the ring. Uh, Noenski distracts the ref to allow Mac to crotch Devon on the ring post. Mac hits a spine buster on Devon for two as they isolated. Devon gets the hot tag to Bubba. Bubba back body drops Noenski and tries a Bubba bomb, but uh, Noenski hits backwards headbutts. Bubba comes back with a Uh, second rope crossbody for a near fall. When Mac breaks it up. And once he takes off his mask. And tries to use it as a weapon. But Bubba dodges and he punches. And hits the punches in a. bibonic elbow. Mac runs in with an attempt. Cobra crutch. Cobra crutch. But Bubba blocks. And they hit the. What's up? On Mac. Bubba tells Devon to get the tables. Long jumps on the apron question Devon, and he hesitates. Mac knocks Devon Mac out of the ring, and then Bubba knocks out Mac. And once he runs it hits a Bubba in the head with his mask. Uh, Austin, what did you think of this match? Eh.
1: Well, um, the Dudley Boys were, uh, you know, they're always really good with their character. They made it somewhat entertaining. Um, I'm not extremely. Uh, familiar with their opponents here, um, it did what it needed to, but it wasn't. I don't know the distraction finish and and not going very long, and you know it. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it was any more than a one point five. Um, it was a fairly poor tag team match. The action
0: was fairly basic and not protect particularly. Well performed. Nowinski comes off very green, but in fairness to him, he was. Um, this was unfortunately the beginning of the end for both Mac and Nowinski. Mac's undefeated single streak was destroyed, along with the credibility, when Goldberg answered his white boy challenge on Raw and squashed him in under 30 seconds. He would then suffer an injury upon his return, could stick back to OVW or be in dirt matches until his release in later 2004. Nuinsky would be would have a worse fate wrestling his last match on the very same role against Maven. Nowinsky would retire from wrestling thereafter due to post-concussion, post-concussion uh, syndrome. I give this match one out of five. Austin, what did you get this match? What did you get in this match? 1.5. Backstage segment bearing Eric Bischoff and Austin. Bischoff and Austin apparently agreed to a right neck triangle trianglethon with the raw roulette wheel being used to choose the challenges for the ripping contest. Uh, They play Can burps while Austin Bischoff pull faces and Austin ultimately wins. Terrible viewing.
1: Now uh, are we going to grade these? Because I did in my notes.
0: These backstage uh, segments?
1: Yeah because throughout the show Stone Cold and Eric Bischoff and different things. I graded them all. All right, go ahead. What did you get for that first one? A big fat zero. It was awful. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there because I took the time to grade them. All right, next up,
0: winner gets Stacey Lee Keyboard's manageable services. Test versus Scott Steiner. Stacy comes out and snubs Test. Steiner tries to let her in the ring but Tess grabs her off the apron. Uh, Steiner's then supposed to leap from the top apron onto Tess, but botches it by th- falling off the apron. Steiner clubs Tess around ringside, hits a uh, Steiner line and the elbow with, with push-ups. Then he berates the referee. This man does not know how to be the face. Uh, Tess rolls outside and uses Stacy as a shield to get the upper hand. He throws Steiner into the ring. Uh, into the ring steps. Test takes control and close and does some pushups on of his own. Uh, Test goes up and Steiner catches him and hits a very awkward Northern light suplex, which I assume was intended to be a, OE, a to be an overhead belly to belly. Another awkward suplex as Test looks like he tries a leapfrog Steiner, but he counters and slams Test down. Test hits a a uh, full Nelson suplex for two. Horrible reverse DDT gets a near fall for Steiner. Pump handle slam for two for Test. Tess goes to uncover the turnbuckle, but Stacy gets on the apron and delivers a slap. Uh, Steiner charges and Tess dodges, but he stops uh, short and knocking over Stacy. then turns into a big boot. Steiner kicks out at two. Tess grabs a chair and, in frustration. Stacy tries to grab it from him. He shoves her down. Steiner dodges, chair swings, and Test hits the ropes. And hits himself in the head with the chair, then Steiner hits the STO for the win. Austin, what did you get this match?
1: Well, uh, this match is weird. First off, they're fighting over who gets um, Stacey Keebler as a manager. She should just manage whoever she wants to manage. Um, And obviously, she wanted to manage uh, Scott Steiner. So what happened if Tess when? Would she just like be there for him but like not do anything? I don't know. It was, it was weird. You know, it was a whole weird thing. The action in it was like the match was quick, but also the action in it was just super slow. It was all I gave it a two.
0: I gave this match a one and a half. Uh, Steiner is sloppy and limited throughout. Test is pretty much on point. But his pro power card roll, uh, lower card roll, just can't make it, me care about him. Stacey act- is actually the best thing in this match. She plays her role really well and helps build a match that would, without her, be abysmal. It's not often I'm rooting for the outside interference, but Stacy made this match far more watchable than it otherwise would have been. We get another backstage segment with Bischoff and Austin. Round two is a pie eating contest, but not any kind of pie. Poom tank pie. Bischoff reveals he's picked out some ladies for the contest and insists on going first in the contest. Austin gruntly agrees on the buy, on the basis that he gets to pick the flavor of the pie he eats. Okay. Austin, what did you give this man this segment?
1: Uh, not much to it, just Stone Cold and Bischoff with crude humor. I gave it a one.
0: Okay. Next
1: up, we have the WWE
0: uh, Intercontinental title match. Christian is defending against Booker T. Last month, Christian cheated in a battle royal to win the re- the returning IC title over Booker T. Booker gets a big hometown pop. Booker takes control in the early going. He hits the shoulder block and scoop slam and performs a headlock takedown. Big back body drop gets two for a. For Booker does a slightly awkward spine buster. Booker hits a flapjack on Christian a, and then a flurry of offense. A falling reverse DT in the style of Christian gets a near fall. Uh, Christian then catches Booker with a book and rock bottom uh, for a near fall. Slash rock bottom for a near fall. Uh, Christian sends Booker to the apron, but he catches Christian with a knee and hits a scissors kick. With with Christian's head laying on the top rope, he follows up, missile drop kick for two. Uh, Booker hits a Harlem sidekick and performs a spin-a-rooney. Uh, Christian takes a walk with the title. The ref takes the liberty of grabbing the mic and saying that Christian will forfeit the bell on a count And He starts counting, changing the rules on the fly. A very interesting bit. Christian runs back in the ring, gets Booker T the running around, and then hits him with the bell for the disqualification. Austin, what did
1: you think of this match? Uh, Not much of them. You know, like, same as the other matches that have uh, happened up to this point. Kind of uh, not really anything. It ended with a DQ. I gave it a 1.5. Christian's entertaining enough to give it a one point five, so I did. All right, I gave this match a two out of five. Okay.
0: In ring segment, Redneck Triathlon. Lawler gets in the ring for round two of the pie eating contest. Austin rings down May Young. Bischoff reluctantly kisses May. Austin says it's a pie eating contest, and May takes off her skirt to reveal Andre. Love blows Bischoff and then performs a Bronco Buster. It's Austin's turn to he hits the Stoner on May and forfeits to take the contest to a tie. Austin, what did you rate this
1: one? Two point five. This was hilarious 2. to me. All right, uh, we get a Gail. Uh, we get a Gail
0: Kim promo, and we see a promo for Gail Kim. Nothing really interesting happened in this promo. Backstage segment, La, Res- La Resistance You see RVD uh, versus Rene Derpy from Raw, which RVD won, but then was attacked by La Resistance. Kane did not come to his aid, and RVD questioned him on it, but he walked away. Coach interviews La Resistance, then disperse America and dedicate the match to France, and the greatest president in the world, Joaquin Circa. He was the president of France at this time. Excuse me. Hmm. Gotta get a drink from the good old water bottle. World Tag Team title match. RVD and Kane are defending against La Resistance. A lot of posing in the early going. Uh, Rini does the French tickler dance and RVD does his signature pose. RVD hits a spinning uh, heel kick and a springboard crossbody for two. Ringer hangs up RVD on the top rope and he tries a monkey flip and Rene Renee hits a DDT for two. Kane gets in a hot tag in Queen's house. La resistance uh, came back with a double neck breaker to Kane. However, Kane sits up and hits a double clothesline. RVD goes for a dive on, onto La resistance but accidentally takes out Kane with a flip sent on Lovers the Stones bring in RVD and hit the Bone Sword. Bone Sword, is it Bone Sword? Bone Sword for the win. Lovers the Stones are the new Tag Team Champions. Derpy becomes the youngest champion in WWE's history at 19 years old. Austin, what did you think of this
1: match? Um, the action was good while it lasted, and Kane and RVD are awesome. That's basically it. I gave it a two. All right.
0: Fairly short match, okay for the time it got, but a fairly rapid loss for the tag champs. I give this match a one and a half out of five. Chris Jericho versus Goldberg is up next. Here's the backstory to this match. When Storm tries to mow down Goldberg while he's chilling in his limo, Austin forces him into a match, and after destroying Storm, he gets it. Him to confess that Jericho put him up to it, Jericho calls out Goldberg on the highlight reel and challenges him to a match. He then bases him and then spears him. He throws paint on Goldberg on Goldberg's car and attacks from behind with the front with the chair and gets him into a spear and injured Charles Robinson, the referee. Excuse me, let me take a drink from the water bottle of Doom here. Shout out to Conrad Cushman of EPW, who you uh, see at the beginning of this show. Gotta get the cheap plug in. Goldberg grapples Jericho to the floor and delivers an E to Jericho, throwing him back in, t- back in the ring. Goldberg beats down on Jericho and lifts him for a press slam and then drops him, crossing him on the top rope, followed by a sidekick to knock Jericho outside. Jericho dodges a spear on the outside and Goldberg goes through the barricade then busts Goldberg open for some reason. Jericho works over Goldberg's shoulder. Goldberg manages a comeback with shoulder blocking kicks. Jericho hits a bulldog and a lion's soul for a near fall. Jericho tries it again and Goldberg awkwardly awkwardly catches Jericho and slams him. It did not come off well. Goldberg hits the spear but now to capitalize but it's a lot of Goldberg sucks a chance from the crowd. Goldberg tries a jackhammer but Jericho hits a low blow. As the ref gets a thumb in the eye, they puts him in the walls of Jericho but powers out with his legs. Uh Goldberg hits the second spear and the jackhammer for the win. Austin, what do you think of this
1: match? I thought it was great. I give it a, a 3.5. Um You know, both men did good. There was some mess-ups. But overall, it was really good, and it was really entertaining. Both men did their job pretty well. I gave it a nice 3.5. Jericho did a good
0: job of making his work. Apparently, there was some legitimate heat between the two when a backstage fight being won by Jericho. Jericho didn't appreciate Goldberg's attitude, and the WCW group of wrestlers did not. Uh, do well for roster morale. That's what I read. Around the time. I get this match a two and a half out of five. It was it was uh it was good for what they provided. We get another Ragneck trianthon segment. Terry spins the whale again and lands on a sing off. Bischoff is happy because he says Austin sucks and he is a great singer. Austin is unhappy admitting he sucks at singing. Excuse me, Austin, what'd you get this segment?
1: Meh, I don't even think I graded it to be honest. It wasn't like one of the big segments. All right, let me take a drink of water here. It was just, Austin, meh, it was just there. Austin,
0: when I t- when I take a drink of water, tell every tell the people about everything
1: pro wrestling. Everything pro wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. That's what uh Conrad Cushman, who uh runs it over there, says. He's a really cool dude. He's running a community um, that I like to be a part in, like to participate in. And uh, you can go over there for a good wrestling discussion, which is what we're doing right now. Austin, where can I find this community? Well, there's uh, Facebook groups. You can find him on Twitter. He has a YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, it's not very hard to find him if you're looking for him. Everything Pro Wrestling EPW for short. Alright,
0: guys. So with that little cheap plug in, Conrad, if you're if you're listening, shout out to your brother. Show him up Bill some love. Anyway. <clears throat> next up we have Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Flair uh backstory. Flair is inadvertently got to a world title match against Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Gave him a pep talk to convince him not to lay down for Hunter. Flair ultimately lost, but battled hard. Michael showed his respect for Flair and requested a match. With his wrestling hero, Flair accepted, but it, then it would turn on Michael's and true dirtiest player in the game style. Woo! Sorry, I had to, had to get that out. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to get that out. Yeah. <laughs> You're all right. All right. <clears throat> anyway, to the match. Flair starts with the strut. Michael's... Uh, makes a takedown and then walks up Flair's back and then slags Flair Flair right in the face. Michaels hits a clothesline to send Flair over the top rope and then lands a crossbody onto the floor. Exchange of chops in the corner. Flair chop blocks Michaels and attacks his knee. Flair applies the figure four leg walk for a long time with Michaels eventually getting off to the ropes. Michaels throws Flair from the top and tunes up the band and tunes up the band Flair blocks the sweet chin music and tries for a figure four, but Michaels counters it into a cradle for two. Michaels applies the figure four to Flair, but a but thumb in the eye from Flair gets the break. Michael hits possibly the lowest height superplex I have ever seen in my life. Michaels gets out a table and sets it up on the outside. Randy Orton tries to run in, but but eats a sweet chin music. Michaels lays out Flair on the table and then hits an oppressive. Sp- Side through the table, the impact wants a legitimate cut. The impact opens a legitimate cut on the back of Flair's head. is forced into the corner by Michaels and hits a mule kick into the groin to Michaels. And also the ref, Michaels, hits a diving elbow in the sweet chin music. But Orton cuts back with the chair to lay out Michaels. He lays one on the top and the ref comes around to count the
1: three what do you think of this next? Despite of outside interference, you can never go wrong with Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. They would just blow it away every single time. Um, they uh, they did pretty well here, and the outside interference kind of lessened it for me, but um, it made sense storyline wise. I gave it a four.
0: I gave. Here's my here's my thing. A pretty good match, despite Flair's limitations. Uh, limitations occasionally slow-paced in some awkward spots, but generally, well, enjoyable. Excuse me, enjoyable contest between two veterans. Orton gets a bit of a push here, playing a big role in the finish. I gave this match a
1: three out of five. Ouch! I guess I liked it a bit more than you did, huh? It was a pretty good match.
0: Redneck Athan Triathlon Part Three. Long story short, Austin throws off in a pig pen in the entrance way and wins the Redneck Triathlon. Triathlon, uh, a complete filler. Austin, before we get into our main event, tell us where you can find everything Pro Wrestling again. Yes, sir. Um,
1: find them on YouTube or the YouTube channel at. Um, Everything Pro Wrestling, EPW for short. You can find them on Twitter at Everything Pro Wrestling. You can find them on the Facebook group called Everything Pro Wrestling. Basically, if you look on social media under Everything Pro Wrestling, you're going to find Everything Pro Wrestling. It's a really good community over there. You should go and check it out.
0: All right, we are back into the main event. Austin, thank you for that ad break. The reason why we're doing these outbreaks is because my throat hurts. Anyway, Hell in a Cell match with a world heavyweight title. Triple H versus Kevin Nash with a special guest referee, Mick Foley. Backstory. Austin booked a Hell in a Cell match between Nash and Triple H. The unusual referee, the unusual ref, referees refused to take the match after Triple H's recent attacks on referees. After Triple H legitimately injured Tim White in his last Hell in a Cell match, Austin called in Foley to act as a guest referee. Triple H tried to beat, him, beat up Foley in the cell to, get him, to quit hitting him with the pedigree to, on the chair. Nash then attacked and hit a jackknife power bomb that covers Triple H and Foley counts to uh, the three as a preview of tonight. Here we go. Get to the match. Nash controls the early going with punches and elbows in the corner. He lines Triple H out. The outside and rans him into the ring post and then throws him into the cell. Nasty box drop buck backdrop on the outside from Nash to Triple H. Nash hits a side slam for a near fall. He gets a chair and hits Triple H in the gut. And then the back Nash then runs Hunter into the cage multiple times. Uh Nash tries to jackknife on the outside, but Triple H grabs the cell and, and lays punches into Nash. He gets a toolbox from under the ring and hits Nash in the knee with a hammer and then in the head. Fully disarms Triple H back in the ring and is knocked down by Foley when he gets in his face. Nash is bloodied and Triple H takes control of slamming his head into the steps. Triple H then gets a screwdriver and drives it into Nash's head. Triple H gets, gets a barbed wire 2x4 and drives it into Nash's gut. Nash counters with an attempt at a headshot with a punch and then hits him and they head with the two-by-four. Triple H is busted open and hit with a second shot, and then hit with a second shot, excuse me. Nash props the barbed wire two-by-four on top of the turnbuckle and hits the snake eyes on top of it. Triple H is bleeding very heavily. Nash gets to for a cover. Triple H breaks the crate over Nash's head and then grabs a the sledgehammer. Fully bizarrely gets involved. And grabs a sledgehammer, and Triple H punches him down. Hunter grabs steel steps, and that were well, thrown into the ring by Nash earlier. Then gets dropped to hold it onto the steps. Triple H hits gets a chair and hits Nash in the head. Then McFoley, which busts him open. McFoley gets out, Mr. Socko, and applies the mandible claw to Triple H, but he hits a low blow to Pray. Foley takes a couple of bumps. Nash catapults Triple H into the barbed wire 2x4, and this then hits a jackknife powerbomb before he gets back in to count two as Triple H gets out. A struggle ensues as Triple H hits Nash in the head with his sledgehammer. They slowly get up, and Triple H hits a pedigree. He turns Nash over and cover for the win. Austin, what do you think in this match?
1: Um, Everything in this match is good. Triple H is good. Um... Kevin Nash is good. Mick is good. Hell in a Cell is one of my favorite uh, match types of all time. It was brutal. They used the Hell in a Cell to their advantage to heighten the entertainment. Spots were good. It was just overall pretty good. It wasn't a five star classic, but it was definitely a, a four out of five to me.
0: All right. A far better match than I expected based on the previous performances together. Then I expected the weapons and the blood in the match helped disguise the limited offense of Nash. There was good drama in the match, pretty brutal. The finish was quite disappointing, though. After Triple H kicked out and I powerbomb, bomb, you expected Nash to be able to kick out at least one pedigree. I gave this one a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a three out of five. Uh, My conclusion is, before I get to yours, Austin, my conclusion, the first single show pay-per-view was not too bad, but definitely had a lot of filler. The justification for Raw to have its own dedicated pay-per-view just really isn't there. Uh, The pros, the Hell in a Cell match was better than expected and a decent main event. Mm, Michaels and Flair did well despite Flair's limited abilities at this stage in his career. Jekyll also manages to drag a good match out of Goldberg. Cons, filler. There's quite a lot of filler to here to fill out a pay per view. The Red Network try was a waste of time and went nowhere. Earlier matches were not really pay per view quality. Overall, I gave this pay per view a solid four
1: out of five. Austin, what were your conclusions? Ooh, four out of five. That's pretty. That's pretty up there. Um, for me, um. Yeah, like you said, there was a lot of filler. Um, you know, a lot of the early matches were not very good. They were all right. They weren't very good though. Dudley Boys. The opening match was only okay. Tess versus Scott Stein was only okay. There's a lot of matches that like were really just only okay. But the last three: Jericho versus Goldberg, Flair versus Michaels, and Nash versus Foley. Those are really good. I really liked them. Um, and then with the whole redneck triathlon, um, I felt like it was unneeded during the pay-per-view. I felt like they could have just made the whole redneck triathlon thing, um, a thing like for an episode of Raw or something. I get why they did it. You know, they were in Texas. That's Stone Cold's, uh, Stone Cold's people, but, um. Yeah, that's, that's just what I feel about it overall. I did all the segments and um, I did all the matches, and I came to the average of a two point five, which is far less than what you gave it. But um, yeah, the math doesn't lie, and I I feel comfortable with all the rankings I gave. So that's just what I that's just what I came up with. Well, you know what they say, deferring
0: opinions are a good thing. Yeah. Now. Would you would would you recommend this pay per view to somebody who said I'm bored and I want to watch a
1: wrestling pay per view? Would you recommend that to somebody? Um, for the whole show, uh, you could find better, but like if you only got a little bit of time and you're only wanting to see a couple matches, go watch Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. You can't go wrong there. Or if you like the slightly more hardcore edge to things, watch uh the Hell in a Cell main event. Both are extremely uh entertaining.
0: But like as a mm-hmm. whole
1: show, you could probably find better than uh two thousand three Bad Blood.
0: All right, Austin. Uh before uh we end here, let's get our final f- our final thoughts. Wow. Our final thoughts on the show. Austin, let's start with you.
1: Um it was alright. It was fun to watch the pay per view. Uh it was this is, like, this is like kind of an iffy era of the WWE where um you know, a lot of their stuff is good, a lot of their stuff is bad, and uh this one was kind of in the middle, I think. What do you think, Connor? I I think this was this wasn't a, a definitely a pay per view
0: to write home about, but the match that really stood out for me was Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. You can't go wrong when you have two legends going at it in somewhat of their like prime, I guess. I know they're like a little bit of out of their prime here, but you you caught them both in a spot where Ric Flair was a little bit out of his element due to his age at this time. But like Shawn Michaels was like right smack dab in the middle where he could still go if he wanted to. So that was that was definitely a high point for me. And if you like hardcore wrestling, Uh, like I'm a fan of hardcore wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, whatever you want to call it, Uh, the Hell in a Cell match was for you. All right, uh, Austin, would you like to do the honors of telling the people what we will be reviewing next week for July 4th, our special July 4th edition of Throwback Thursday Reviews? Well, in the honor
1: of it being July 4th, we're going to be doing WCW... Great American Bash 1989. And I'm looking forward to this one. Because when we're doing research on this pay-per-view, apparently a lot of people think this is the best pay-per-view of all time. Is it? We're going to find out next week on uh, Connor Knows Wrestling.
0: So if you want to find
1: out if
0: WCW Great American Bash 1989 was the greatest... Uh, WCW show wrestling show of all time there's only one place to hear to hear it there's only one place to hear it and that is on the Connor Nose Wrestling Podcast where we do everything original and don't copy anybody else guys my name is Connor my name is Austin and you have been listening to the Connor Nose Wrestling Podcast Peace. Peace.